Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. If you're like me and you're a college football fan, it's Texas OU week. All right, don't get mad at me, Aggies and, you know, Horn Frogs and all the other allegiances out there. I love all the teams. I love watching college football, but, you know, I have my personal uh, interests and preference. So we might talk a little bit about that today. This issue, and to, uh, excuse me, the show is about the issues of faith, family, and freedom. Sometimes the word football finds its way into that F uh, letter alliteration. But we cover those issues in the readers of the courts, the legislature, and the media. We know we had a regular session earlier this year. There's a special session coming up next week on Monday. We're going to talk about that today. we got a great guest that we're going to cover that issue. But go to our website, txvalues.org. And if you're like me and you've got your phone or you got your laptop handy and you're watching this on Facebook, I invite you to share this, get it in some groups. Let's bring more people into the conversation today because we're going to have a good one. So today, Senator Brandon Creighton is going to be our guest today on the Texas Values Report. So he is a longtime friend of our organization. We've worked together for many years, and he's a fellow attorney. He is a graduate of the University of Texas like myself, but also has his law degree from Oklahoma City University School of Law. So we are definitely going to talk some Texas OU football with him before we conclude. But he served in the Texas House and now served in the Texas Senate for many Many years it represents primarily areas of uh, Montgomery down towards the east side of Houston all the way over to Port Arthur and Beaumont areas but makes his home in Conroe and he is the chair of the Senate Education Committee. Uh, Chairman uh, Brandon Creighton welcome to the Texas Values Report. Hey Jonathan it's good to be with you appreciate yeah. you having me on. No well, listen I, I was glad to see you when did I see you last week at the Texas Youth Summit up there yeah. in the Woodlands, uh, part of your district. Really great crowd, a lot of good people out there. Some buzz in the room. I don't know if it was officially announced at that point, but there was certainly the expectation. It's now official. There's going to be a school choice, excuse me, a special session on Monday. I don't think the governor's put the call out yet. We'll talk about that in just a minute, but I know there's a lot to look forward to. But Senator Creighton, I know, I believe this is the first time you've been on the show with us. So I do want to start giving you an opportunity to talk a little bit about your background and why it's been so important for you to serve in public service for uh, our state of Texas. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jonathan. It's great to be on the show with you, and I uh, just look forward to covering all the great topics you normally cover. So uh, I was born and raised in uh, Conroe, Texas, in Montgomery County, the county just north of Harris. And, uh, you know, growing up in Conroe, I grew up on a ranch, a working ranch, and uh, just my family and extended family has been from here from a long time back. And uh, you mentioned I went to the University of Texas, but I had, a, you know, sort of a, a colorful road to get there. I worked at, uh, at a chemical plant, Texaco chemical plant as a pipe fitter for about a year and then uh, went through the Lone Star College here. It was Montgomery College at the time and transferred into UT. And so we talk about how college isn't always for everyone. Uh, you yeah. might want to develop a trade or a skill, or you might want to pursue a four-year degree. That wasn't a fork in the road for me. It was just a road. Yeah. So I ended, up, I ended up working in the Capitol years ago. Uh, I went on to work for the Texas Attorney General as an investigator, and then the Oklahoma Attorney General as a brief writer in the Criminal Appellate Division. And as you mentioned, I went to law school that – at Oklahoma's SMU, basically. It's their private Methodist school right next to the Capitol. And I was proud to wear my burnt orange uh, in those uh, law school classrooms many days of the week. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure they, you know, I don't know where their allegiances are either. They get caught up in some of that rivalry. But my good friend Hiram Sasser over at First Liberty Institute is also a graduate of Oklahoma City uh, University um, School of Law there. And uh, he's an OSU undergrad, though. So the choices are easy for him. And, you know, listen, it's good to hear a little bit about your background. I don't think you and I knew each other until you were serving in the legislature. And I wasn't aware of some of that detail, which adds up a lot. And I think it says a lot about sort of the road that you've traveled to get to this point, but what you bring to the table, those experiences, not only professionally, but also personally. I have a high school senior that's going through the college application process right now and wants to go to the University of Texas. And I've talked to him a lot about that. You know, there's there's sort of a direct way to do it, but not everybody does it that way. Some people start in a junior college or a community college, or maybe they go to a different part of the state and then come back, but continue to pursue their pursue their dream or wherever that leads them, you know. And so, and, and listen, I'm really familiar with that area from going from Montgomery Community College, the Lone Star College. You know, I think the branding and a lot of the strength to that particular uh, effort has been extraordinary. And I'm sure you've been a, a part of that. Um, and, and, you know, look, we bring some of those of our own experiences to what we do, even though for yourself, right, you represent a, a people from around the district. But growing up in that area, having sort of a little bit of that rural side, that farm side, but also the business and the legal side, I'm sure gives you an opportunity to touch people in different places where they are, right? You get a, a good sense of who they are, regardless of what their background their education, but also their professional experience. And so, and what a great opportunity growing up in that area. You've lived there your entire life and be able to represent the people. I'm sure you, you go into the grocery store, no matter where you go, you're probably easy to recognize. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing as much as Montgomery County has grown, you know, right. ninth or tenth most populated county, it feels like a small town uh, wherever you go, a grocery store, church, um, uh, as we'll talk about in a little while, I was just up at my my eighth graders uh, junior high school handing out uh, pocket constitutions today. Uh, it just it feels like a, a small community uh, and it's a wonderful place to live. Well, we're talking with Senator Brandon Creighton. He is the chairman of the Senate Education Committee. He served as a Texas House member and has now served as many years in the Texas Senate from uh, just north of Houston, the Montgomery County area. The district also sort of wraps around the east side of Houston, going out towards Port Arthur and areas of Beaumont. Um, let's talk about the education issue. And then I do want to talk about what you were doing earlier this morning, handing out the Constitution, because that is very important. I was in Montgomery County a couple of times recently, but in June, had a big event out at Honor Cafe. Great facility. We had Riley Gaines out there talking about the Save Women's Sports issue. And But the, a lot of the focus is what's going to happen next week. The governor has said on Monday, starting at 1 p.m., I believe, a special session is going to start. I haven't seen an official call. Maybe you have, but I do think it's safe to say the school choice is going to be a big issue. He's going around the state talking about that. I imagine we might see border security. So when we get to that point and there are bills filed on the education issue, whatever they are, but particularly on the school choice issue, are is it fair to say the, those bills will come through your education committee? Yes, we fully expect uh, the school choice uh, and parental rights uh, legislation to come through Senate education. And uh, we're anxious to get back in committee and to get those bills uh, in those hearings and to, to get them you know, back on the Senate floor. Uh, it was just a few, few short months ago uh, when we passed um, 
that legislation a couple of different times yep. off the Senate floor, and we are eager to get back at it to get that bill passed so that moms and dads across the state will have the options that they deserve for their kids and the specific education needs that their kids have. Uh, and that Texas will be the 31st state in the country to have expanded school choice. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I was, um, you know, I've seen some of the events that the governor, Governor Abbott is doing around the state with Texas Public Policy Foundation and Mandy Drogan. Uh, Texas Values has been a supporter of that. We've been one of the sponsors of that parent empowerment tour that the governor has been around. I don't think a lot of people realize that, Chairman Creighton, that all these other states for many years, states smaller, maybe bigger than Texas, whatever, that have had these educational freedom pieces of legislation and law, those people have had those opportunities in other states. And here's Texas, to your point, really being, you know, um, not even, you know, halfway there or, I mean, we're beyond halfway as far as a lot of the states, to your point of, of being 31st. It's come time to do that. And I think that matches up with, you know, how the state continues to grow and even some rural areas where people are looking for options and they're wondering or not if the school in their area is really the best fit. And that's what we see a lot of times. Usually that is the case. You don't see a lot of change, but you see there are some people that think, you know, maybe the school's a little bit better fit for me or for my family or for my children. And I think this is a conversation that's been going on for a long time, but for some reason it's been a struggle. I know the Senate can feel like, you know, we did our job, we got something passed, whether or not the House sees it, of whether they did. Um, their job, or if they got to a certain point where nothing got completed, right? So we're, you know, we want to be optimistic, but we know it feels like the, you know, it's been a struggle to do it. I do feel like this is the best chance we've had since I've been doing work at the Capitol to see something meaningful on school choice. Um, and I would imagine the governor's been in your district on this issue. That helps a lot when the governor is not just talking about it. He's putting it on the ground. I mean, he's putting it on the line. And, and I imagine that, I imagine people, you know, voters have noticed that as well. I mean, have you gotten any feedback? I mean, what's the sense in your district? What are you hearing about the school choice issue? You know, the, the governor's statewide tour, uh, working very hard to get the message out and, and to, you know, motivate communities all over the state. Governor Abbott's done a wonderful job on that. And I think it's paying a great results. He was in my hometown, Conroe, uh, during the session, during the regular session, and uh, same results there. Uh, look, our polling shows statewide that 77% of Republicans support school choice and right around 50% of Democrats support school choice. So uh, there, there is a, um, a, a strong push for it. I'm with you, I think, in all the years that I've been a legislator or, or even on staff capital uh, many years ago that this is the best opportunity we have uh, to make sure that moms and dads and these kids have what they need and you know uh, we're going to be lifting up public schools uh, with funding and also public school reforms like never before teacher pay raises and other things going on so this isn't money that's coming out of public schools uh, th this is an investment separately that will run through the comptroller uh, it'll be a framework that has the strongest anti-fraud provisions in the country. And I think it'll be a model for the nation. No, I'm hopeful for that as well. We're talking with Senator Chairman Brandon Creighton. He serves as chair of the Senate Education Committee, confirming what we would assume is that any bills on school choice and parental rights are going to come through the Senate Education Committee. That's his expectation. You know, it's great to have a leader in your chamber, Lieutenant Governor Patrick, who for many years has been a supporter of school choice 
and has been trying to find a way to see some progress be made on this issue. And it's great to hear the polling numbers, too, that you mentioned. 77 percent of Republicans, uh, at least 50 percent of Democrats that support school choice. And why not? Right. I mean, you would hope that this would be an issue where you'd see bipartisan support. And I do think in many other states, it's not a Republican issue. Right. It's a freedom issue. Right. You'll see some states that maybe you know, maybe they're purple. I don't know what some of their political leanings are that would probably surprise people that there's been a lot of support for school choice in those areas. And sometimes that happens in some of your urban areas that can lean a little bit more Democrat at times, maybe in Texas and other states, where you have kids that are locked into a particular school and it's failing. We know Houston ISD has its struggles right now. Hopefully that gets turned around and people don't feel like they have choice. And they feel like, well, you only have access to a private school because those are the people that are privileged or or have the money to do that. And so this gives everyone an opportunity, whether you're urban, whether you're rural, to, to know. And maybe you don't want to exercise that choice, but you know you have it if it's something that you need or somebody in your family needs. And so, I mean, this is an easy conversation, I think, to have. And I think some people, they're a little nervous. They'd rather you not even take up the issue because once people start talking about it, it makes a lot of sense. But that's why we have that process, right? So I'm looking forward to how that will be in your education committee um, as we move forward. And I don't want to make it all about what is the House going to do and that they haven't done anything. I know they've they've been doing some of their work, um, but I'm hopeful that we'll see some of that unity in that coming together. And when you have a special session, I think that a little bit more of that focus will give people an opportunity to see that. And I imagine you've been prepping for a while, knowing that this was pretty ha- uh, pretty close or pretty certain to happening. And we're in a great time, right? Where you don't have any other big issues that they're going to tackle. There may be, but it's front and center. And I think it deserves to be. Um, what do you think are some of the keys, if there are members, if you will, and constituents want to know, what can I tell my elected official to maybe uh, move them in a direction that they would support school choice legislation as necessary? Uh, it's a great question, Jonathan. And really, you know, in the House, and I served in the House for eight years, uh, I have that there's some incredibly, you know, bright uh, uh, members in the House of Representatives that that uh, that not only that I served with, but that have come in since I moved over to the Senate. And these districts are very different in yeah. what they expect. But a lot of Texas, uh, you know, has a school district that's 5,000 kids or less in their public schools. And they're very protective of, of their uh, public schools. And it's the hub of the community. And many of these members have made promises long ago uh, not to support school choice for one reason or another. And I think it's time just to explain that, look, we can reevaluate right. when we need to strengthen uh, the Texas electric grid. We can reevaluate when we need to overhaul CPS. We can reevaluate uh, our uh, efforts on the border and the ways that that we address issues that, that this state faces um, in its immediate future. When we have a polar vortex with in minus 10 degree weather for a week. Is that something that we ever planned on? Uh, and, and how do we address those issues going forward? Things change and the landscape evolves. And uh, it's okay for political leaders to address their community and say, I think differently now based on what I've learned than I did in the past. Yeah. And if there is something that we any of us do in the brief eternity second that we are able to serve in elective office, School choice 
will be the vote and the issue that will decide the future of this state. No, I think I think you're right. Look, I mean, you know, it's and and it continues to see more focus to where I think you're seeing more and more members that wanted to avoid the conversation before or realizing they can't, that it's time to to take it seriously and to listen to the arguments on one side or the other, but also listen to what their constituents are saying and, um, you know, and create that more opportunity. If people decide to use it, great. If they don't, many of them we know in other states, they stay in the public schools. So there's no reason to for them, for people to feel like there's a, there's a threat to that. I do think it will result in more accountability at our public schools. You were handing out constitutions at some schools earlier. We hear those reports sometimes that there can be pushback in public schools about displaying in God we trust, talking about the Constitution, things that I've heard people say, oh, that's political. Are you kidding me? That's historical. That's a part of our founding. And I think that's you know sort of the problem that's brewing there is parents are frustrated with having to have so many conflicts at times in the uh, public schools. How did it go for you this morning when you were doing that? It was outstanding. I was at two different junior high um, schools that feed into uh, Montgomery uh, Independent School District High School. So I was at the seventh and eighth grade level cafeterias lined with murals all the way around the room honoring our veterans. Wow. Our American and state flag uh, posted and framed prominently as you walk into the cafeteria area. We took pictures with the students that we handed uh, pocket constitutions out to this morning next to in God we trust signs. Uh, Just couldn't be more proud uh, of uh, examples like Montgomery Independent School District and all of the public schools throughout throughout Senate District 4. But at the end of the day, there are specific needs that that our kids across this state have. And moms and dads are not only better equipped, (laughs) they are uh, the authority over their children, right? And and they're, they're, they are the individuals, not government, not systems, not institutions, that should make the decisions for their kids' education future. And having that freedom is something that Texas should not be 31st in doing so. We should lead the nation. And I believe that even though we will be 31st we will lead in the policy as we've seen florida and arizona in their third and fourth iteration of school choice over 25 and 28 years respectively and out of the 30 plus states uh, under republican and uh, democrat governors we've not seen we've not seen one state repeal it so we're ready to roll up our sleeves we're listening we're going to have an incredible public hearing and we appreciate texas values covering the state and doing what you do day in and day out, not only around the state, but in the Capitol to make sure that the members have the information they need. And uh, we will make a bold decision to support the governor in his decision to name this as an emergency item for Texas. No, you're right. And he talked about that earlier this year. I mean, and rightly titled the you know, the parent empowerment tour, I believe, is what he's been, you know, the governor's been calling it. And the more people understand that 
and parents realize I now can have a decision in this. I'm not stuck somewhere or, you know, my kid doesn't fit in this school. You know, we see charter schools and other schools that are becoming a little bit more uh, specific in the way they teach things or specific needs that kids have. As we realize, you know, there can be some individual things that really help them and connect them so they don't feel like everybody's got to fit into this box. And if you don't, you know, you have no pathway to success. And so I think that's what the opportunities are there. I do think having legislation in place to get us there is a real key. And I know you're going to be a part of that. And we are too. We're excited about it. Texas Values being able to support school choice we have since the beginning of our organization. But now we get a chance to do it a little bit more in a special session where you're not going to have, you know, 8,000 bills filed in a whole wide open scale and range of different topics. And so we'll be there. We sent out an email this week letting our supporters know special sessions coming up. Send encouraging messages to your, you know, representatives and, uh, and Senate members to encourage them as well. Listen, I appreciate the leadership you're taking on this, Senator Creighton. I know you've got a lot of work ahead of you next week. Uh, we'll be there to support you. We'll also be praying for you and your team as well to continue to have that energy and strength as we look forward to a great special session. And we appreciate you, Senator Creighton, for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Jonathan, thanks for the invitation. I look forward to joining you again, and I look forward to sharing in the success of passing school choice for Texas going forward in this special session that starts next week. We'll see you soon. Amen to that. All right, I'll see him at the Capitol next week. And I didn't get a chance to talk to him about to Texas OU. Darn it. But we'll see what happens when the Longhorns are on the uh, field in uh, Dallas. I'll be watching. I'll be celebrating my middle son's um, – what, how is it going to be? 16th birthday. All right, so, that, see, so that's what I got to do. I got to have Senator Creighton back on towards the end of the football season. We'll talk about Texas football. My money, well, not my money. I'm not, I don't get involved in sports gambling, but my, uh, my heart and belief is going to be on the Longhorns to win in uh, Dallas. We'll see. I don't know if, you know, what some of the, um, the experts out there are saying, but it'll, it'll certainly be a lot of fun. Uh, I almost decided to go, but realized ah, I got a couple of things I got to deal with. But I'll be watching as my son celebrates with our family and a few of his friends um, on his 16th birthday. 11 a.m., a big deal. You know, look, I mean, you get to decide where you want to go to school. There's more opportunities and freedom even for college students in a lot of ways, even college athletes. Uh, really, I think it's something a page that people can look at for K through 12 and learn about, you know, that those choices and opportunities are going to work best for everyone. So we'll see what happens in the special session. We'll be over the Capitol. You know, our office is right across the street from the state Capitol. If you want to come by the office, if you want to come into town and you want to advocate for these issues, we are happy to help you. That's why we have an office right across the street from the Capitol. We expect it, there to be a little bit more buzz than there has been over the past couple of months. If things have calmed down by the Capitol, I was at, um, um, right near the Capitol um, with a group of people yesterday. We were meeting on the pro-life issue, talking about what we're going to do moving forward. But, you know, the life issue comes into play on school choice as well. When we see some of the things being taught to schools or taught in schools and public schools to students that are very much a view and an agenda that is hostile to pro-life views, which now is the law, okay, Abortion is illegal in the state of Texas, right? So if you want to talk about and educate students, you need to be educating them on how the Supreme Court has reversed Roe versus Wade and where we are and not being encouraging them to break the law or continue in a different direction that is supportive of the killing of innocent human children. And I mean, look, this is an important civics lessons for students to learn too. 
how the process works in the legislature, but also in the courts and how we got to a point, not only legally, but culturally, where the United States and the state of Texas are more pro-life than they have been before. So, hey, I got just a couple of minutes left. If you see value in our work, make a donation at txvalues.org. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible to the fullest extent that the IRS says that they are. txvalues.org, make that donation today and you can support our work. We've got an event coming up in Dallas, well, actually in Plano on December 6th. Kelly Shackelford, one of the finest and most successful First Amendment attorneys and also a board member of Texas Values, is going to be a featured guest. Mark Davis, who's been coming on the show a lot, he's going to be there speaking. He has a talk radio show that I'm sure you've heard about. He's going to be uh, one of our featured guests at that event. That's a lunch event from 1130 to 1, Wednesday, December 6th. Go to our website, txvalues.org. Get your tickets. We're going to have legislators out there. Speaking of legislators, I expect... Our scorecard to be out later today, if not later today, certainly first thing in the morning. We got a couple, a couple, just a little last things we're doing to finish it out. So you want to know where Senate and House members fall on these issues. We scored school choice issues because there were some votes on it during the regular session, uh, even before the special session coming up. So could be a good reminder so you can find out where does my member stand on those issues and are people paying attention to that. So watch for that scorecard. That's going to be in our C4 website, txvaluesaction.org. Check for that, the Texas Values Action Scorecard. And it took a lot of time to put that together. A lot of different votes that we compiled, a lot of different bills that we looked at, and not everybody made the cut. If you're 90% or above, you're going to be designated as a faith and family champion. If you're under that, you're not, right? And if, and if you want to know where did your House or Senate member fall, check that at txvaluesaction.org. But hey, we're just about out of time. I'm looking forward to a great weekend, uh, and then we're going to get down to work, okay, because the Texas Capitol is going to be filled with people. There's going to be a lot of tension on the school choice issue. So check out our social media sites to find out what we're doing, and go to our website and see what we're doing on the issues of faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.